Welcome to Account Trends, everybody. I'm Jason Stein with Intuit Accountants. My co-host, David Bergstein, and I are excited to be with you every couple of weeks to share the latest news, interesting perspectives, and hottest trends in the tax and accounting world. We'll have special guests on the show to help break these trends down and give you food for thought as you find new ways to deliver for your clients. But most importantly, we plan on having some fun while doing it. Welcome. Welcome back to Account Trends, everybody. Jason Stein here, your host. Uh, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. David Bergstein. David, glad to have you, as always. Glad to be here. And I heard we got a new exciting guest to talk about uh, tax advisory or tax yes. planning. Who do we got with us today? We have Ms. Dominique Molina with us here today from the American Institute of Certified Tax Planners. Dominique, we are stoked to have you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Although I have to say, I listen to you guys, and David, you say that about everybody. Exciting <laughs> guest. Okay, I'll, he does. I'll, I do the same thing. I'm terrible about that. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're more than exciting. You're like a certified tax coach. I haven't heard about that. So yeah. maybe sometime yeah. you tell us about how people can become somewhere along those lines. Well, of let's, course, let's kick of off course. with that real quick. Actually, Dominique, tell yeah, us a little yeah. bit about the AICTP and yeah. uh, what you guys do. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for having me. Um, you know, the AICTP was started over 13 years ago um, as a nonprofit with the idea that um, we can be licensing pro tax professionals in the expertise of tax planning. So it's not unlike other industries, say medicine, where you see your general practitioner for a lot of things. But when you have a need that's more complex or more specialized, you go and you see somebody with that expertise, an, a, a specialist, like a, an oncologist or an orthopedist, dermatologist, something like that. And so uh, we focus, of course, on working with certified tax planners and helping uh, certified tax planners to add this advisory service to their practice, get paid value pricing for doing it and really work in that advisory role with their clients in a proactive way all year round. And so while David and I both are guilty of calling exciting guests every time, that's why I'm particularly excited about having you here, because this is something that we're talking about with so many people and you bringing, you coming from as president of the organization that is has been focused on this for years. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get into uh, in hearing your perspective in helping firms achieve exactly what you just described. And I love the uh, the analogy to the medical profession too. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very on point. I think that's what Barry Melanson and everyone's saying that accountants, CPAs, tax advisors need to have a specialty. And that's really right. what you're doing. You're giving them that dermatologist oncology niche to make them proficient. Right. I think sometimes people are surprised, um, at, at least consumers are surprised when they hear that I have CPAs as clients, because they assume that automatically means uh, the same thing, that we, we can do accounting, we can do tax, and really there's so many different specialties in the field. And it's important to be able to communicate what we do that really matters to people. And so the title kind of helps um, make that announcement for us. And then I think a good way in terms of transitioning into this more advisory role 
is being able to talk about that, the results that we create for people that are most meaningful. Yep. What is this certification that you give out? Which one is it that you give out? What's the title? So it's Certified Tax Planner. And it's an apprenticeship program. It can be done in as little as 12 months. And when you're first starting out, you're a certified tax coach. And so we have folks that take longer than 12 months, but that at least gets you into uh, the world of planning and exposes you to education and tools and support and things that you need to really focus on brilliant strategies that help keep more cash in the business owner's bank account. And we work proactively with people to uh, all year long and looking at the tax implications of different things. And we help people create their future by making small shifts in what they're doing that helps position them to take advantage of the tax breaks that are out there. And what a perfect transition, too, because I want to get straight into unpacking your expertise that you've acquired over over the years of of doing exactly this. So as as you've been working with tax professionals and they're starting to transition into these advisory services, what are you hearing is the primary concern from clients being approached about it? That's a great question. And I think that's an excellent starting point for anyone that is looking to transition into advisory is asking ourselves what is it that the client demands uh, or wants? Uh, in fact, there's lots of different surveys out there. If I had to kind of bundle them all together, more than two-thirds of small businesses own, uh, small business owners out there are looking for more from their accountant relationship. They're looking for more guidance in a lot of different areas. Now, the kicker is they want those additional services all for the same low price that they've been paying all along. Um, but the good news is, is that we can actually help them see the benefit uh, in terms of when we talk about tax planning specifically, we're able to help quantify those results that we create for, for people in dollars and cents. And so that gives us some context for the pricing that we're sharing with them. It gives meaning to that. Um, you know, it's that that age-old question of what is expensive? Well, it's only expensive compared to what the person is um, is framing it against, right? And so if we're used to paying a low, low price for tax return preparation, for example, when we go to add on additional services, it gives people a heart attack <laughs> a little bit because they're comparing it to what they've always done in the past. So it's really important to get in tune with what they're looking for. And especially if you're going to be changing your pricing, we want to be able to give them that context, that framework, so that when they see and feel the experience is being different than what they've done before, then they understand, oh, this is something new that I really haven't gotten or received in the past. So do you help the tax preparer transition from being a preparer to being an advisor? I think that's the biggest thing the tax person has to overcome, change their mindset. So how, how do you sure. help them do that? Oh, sure. I, I mean, and that's that's sort of the difficult part. I think mindset is definitely part of it. The technical stuff uh, you can learn if you've got a source of that education, but the mindset thing tends to be 
where people get tripped up a lot. Um, number one, because you have to convince yourself that uh, you're worth it. And so what I found interesting about working with thousands of accountants across the country is that number one, we all have very similar fears and insecurities. And so when uh, we are bringing this new thing to our business owner clients, it's very, very important to quantify those results. It does two things. I, I just shared that it helps put context in for the pricing, gives meaning to what they're actually buying in that transaction, but it also helps reinforce our value within ourselves. And so one of the exercises I like to take accountants through is to, to go through that quantification exercise and say, now, now that you price this, is that a good deal for the client? After all, that's what everybody's looking for, right? Is the bargain, the good deal. And essentially, when you are selling pennies on the dollar, which is what we do, um, we help them see that, but also it reinforces that in our own minds that, yeah, you know, I am worth it. Um, and so that's what's really helpful about this. And so no matter what you're doing, if you're doing tax planning, which of course is my specialty, or you're doing other value add services, it's so important that you claim that value that you're creating. And you communicate that value. So whether that's in terms of increased profits to the business, securing financing or cash for the business, cutting expenses, or saving big on the tax, uh, tax liability each year, they won't know unless we tell them what that value is. Yep. And so one of the one of the unique perspectives that you bring to the table is is that you've studied a lot of both sides of the of the transaction of the of the coin if you will. Um and I want to learn more uh and and share with our our listeners what you've learned about clients reacting what what are they wanting here to begin with and and because there's this, you know, there's this whole thing of okay, well what if I offer this do they even care? Right. Right. And I think the, the um, magic or the theory that goes behind building a really good business, no matter what industry you're in, starts with finding a product that people really want. And unfortunately for us in the accounting industry, nobody really wants what we're selling. They do it because they have to. On the tax compliance side, they don't want to end up in prison. So we have that going for us, right? The fear <laughs> is in people. And so uh, we'll help keep them out of that. But they still don't want to pay very much for that, right? They don't want to deal with it. They put it off. They put their head in the sand. Um, same thing with accounting. They don't really understand what we do. And they know they should do it. But, you know, think about all the things in your life that you know you should do. It's not any fun. I know I should eat healthier, but it's no fun. <laughs> it's fun to have cake and candy and all kinds of goodies, right? And so when we think then about what do they really want, and if we can give that to them through our practices, now you actually get somebody that's energetic and excited about working with you. And so it's about understanding the problems of the business owner. Now, they say money doesn't solve all problems, but I'll tell you what, in the life of a business owner, it can, save, it can solve a lot of them, an awful lot of them. And so when I can free up $40,000, $50,000 a year to the average everyday business owner, they can suddenly afford to hire that extra person that frees them up. 
They can invest in marketing to get more customers. They can buy the equipment they need to expand the business. And so all of these things that are kind of keeping them up at night, we can solve with tax reduction. It allows them to reallocate those funds to other places in their business or even outside the business uh, that really solves those issues for them. Think about what we spend our money on and what we spend more money on. Uh, If we look at cell phones as an example, uh, gosh, I never thought I'd be paying $1,000 or more. Listen, I'm a CPA and I'm a cheapskate. I never thought I'd pay more than that, uh, that much money for a cell phone. But Again, it's it gives me something that I want. It gives me the ability to watch Netflix when I'm waiting in line somewhere. It gives me the ability to check my email, to communicate on screen with family members across the country. And so suddenly I'm willing to spend that money because this phone, while it also still does calls sometimes, um, it, it gives me what I want. And the same thing can be true in accounting. If we, for example, can help people improve their profits and and better understand and make decisions that allow a business owner to do that, that's real value. And so now suddenly we are getting paid for giving people what they want versus something they have to do that we drag them to kicking and screaming. Speaking of giving them what they want, suppose I'm one of those tax accountants that wants to be coached. Are you going to, is uh, the academy going to provide me with where to look or checklists or what I, what I liked is I looked at your website, you had this tool, TrueTax, that takes any, a PDF of any tax return and puts it into the program to identify things. So, right, right. And, so, and while we do have software tools, you know, to help with that, again, the goal here is to really have people paying you for your expertise. Instead of them paying you for the hours that you spend on something, which frankly is completely irrelevant how long something takes you to do, we focus instead on developing that expertise so we get paid to think. And so that's what we do at the Institute. You know, it's difficult to find this training other places. It's not a minimum requirement uh, to practice before the IRS. The government doesn't actually care if people overpay their taxes, (laughs) so they don't require these types of skills to become licensed. And so most tax professionals simply do not know how to use the tax code to take advantage of every deduction, loophole, credit, and break. And so that's what we do. It's specialized. Uh, We talk in terms of... um, proactivity. And that's really a key that I'll come back to here. It's about knowing in advance uh, what the person is qualified and not qualified to do so that guess what? If they're not currently qualified by understanding the law, we know what shifts we can make in that business or in investments or in the person's family life that can help position them so that they can legally take advantage of those things. Yeah, I want to I want to come back to your uh, points about you know just money, uh, and I was I was thinking of of a meme um, that the something along the lines of you know money may not be able to buy happiness, but I'd sure much prefer to cry in a Mercedes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in all seriousness, what what money does for us in our society is it provides options, right? And yes. that's what I heard you listing 
was options yes. to hire that employee to, to have a better life style, whatever that may look like to the person. Um, right. And that's, that's really the crux of all this, right? Is we're, we as, as a profession have just this a massive amount of opportunity to, and we call it power prosperity, adhered to it. But what that means is people helping people create the financial outcomes so that they can have the lives of their dreams and live their best lives. That's what Absolutely. we're all here to do. And this profession is one of the most um, uniquely positioned to deliver on that. Absolutely. But I have to say it's it's a difficult challenge. And, and I'm working with a lot of younger people just entering the industry. You know, what we're seeing with uh, millennials and even the, the next generation down is they simply aren't entering the accounting profession because mm-hmm. the working conditions are not attractive or appealing. And what we see with this generation is they just say, that's not for me. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to work like my folks did uh, that hard. Um, And so we're seeing um, for the first time ever is that we're not really covering our attrition in the profession. We've got baby boomers retiring every day, and yet talented, uh, smart people are choosing to go elsewhere because they just don't like those conditions. Where, to your point, Jason, it's the most valued, most trusted position that a business owner can use. If you think about those relationships, say your attorney, well, we don't see our attorneys that much. You know, maybe when we first form the business, we have some legal documents drawn up, but we aren't consulting with them or, or seeking guidance or coaching from them. Uh, whereas the accountant, we see everything. And I'm sure uh, for if you're listening today, you can think of what is the wackiest thing you've ever had a client ask you for advice on. They trust us with everything. So this is super imperative to be able to change the work style. And that's the difficulty is we have to get out from being reactive and shift into being proactive, which is very difficult to do because our clients aren't going to do it. We have to train them how to do this. So if you're sitting here waiting for the phone call where somebody asks you for mentorship, for coaching, you're going to wait a long time. On the other hand, to get started, we just need to bring it to them. We need to bring these ideas. We need to bring this way of staying connected throughout the year. Subscription model billing does that and allows us to do that because now we don't have the price tag attached to each and every consult that we do. So it gets people much less afraid to make that call and say, hey, I'm at the dealership. Should I lease this car or should I buy this car? And I, as the advisor, can say, you know, there's actually five different ways to purchase a car and they all have different tax implications. Let's actually take a look at what benefits you the most from a cash perspective. You might have the IRS paying for part of that car if we can do the right types of planning. Uh, But to do that and to get the information we need to do our proactive work, we've got to train them so that they're coming to us first. And if that means forcing them to sit down in meetings with us because that's what they're prepaying us for, so be it. Uh, That's a good start to actually working in this style of an advisor relationship. But what a dream come true for so many people to have their client call them 
and and say, hey, what do I do here? I'm ready to make mm-hmm. a decision. We just talked about that in another podcast episode. And we talked mm-hmm. so much about subscription models too and how important that is for this. But I want right. to fast forward. I want to fast forward to uh okay, you know, you I'm I'm a I'm a pro converted to, you know, a tax advisor. And so how do I now go about navigating you know, offering these services? to my clients. You were kind of leading into that, right? Yeah. How do I go do that proactively with them? I think two key things are training and support. Again, part of it is that it's very difficult to um, change a habit. And it is also very difficult when you are the lone wolf, you're the practitioner out there and we get all the great benefits that come along with being a solo practitioner and doing it our way but we lose out on the benefit that we get at the big firms, which is having that expertise that you can tap into. And so what we've found is really helpful is having that community of like-minded professionals where we can borrow from their experience. Gosh, we've got so many great, talented people out there. And there's people who are retiring that aren't quite ready to retire yet. They want to give back to the profession. And they're really sharp, smart people that have got lots of uh, history behind them. And so that's really essential to uh, making this work is, is having that support. And then the education, getting that technical training. And um, again, it is it's in line with the tax education that you might get, say, to enter the profession, but it's a slightly different perspective. It's really looking at it with a forward-thinking eye versus a recording eye. And, and as accountants, we're trained to be recorders of history. And so we don't always know how then to ask the right kinds of questions to take advantage of something. In our mind, it's compliance. Do you qualify or you don't? Oh, you don't? Too bad. (laughs) Move on. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we're trained traditionally. And and proactive planning is really about those same tax laws, but how do we actually now help somebody to qualify and how do we help them to do it in a legal way? So under exam, they're protected and they don't have to worry about fudging the details or delving into gray areas. Because frankly, there's so many legal ways to reduce tax. You, you never have to go there uh, into uh, something squishy or wiggly, something that's going to come back to bite you in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to drill in on this because I think this is a, a really important area that, that folks want to hear more about, which is that it's the navigating of the conversation, right? So how do I navigate the conversation of, Here's these this service client that I want to offer you, or prospective client for that matter. But but really, even a, a lot of it, people question about how do I do this with my existing clients? How do I get them on? How do I have that conversation with them? Can you can you right. help us wrap our heads around that more? And what are the pitfalls yeah. along the way with the client? Yeah, first of all, money talks. So if we get a good understanding, either from our past history with the clients or you may be surprised to learn how little you know about your client um, because we simply just don't have time. We're working with oodles and oodles of clients 
Uh, there's just no way, if you're like me, that you can afford uh, to take a whole lot of extra time uh, with each client. And so if you don't know already, the first thing is to find out, really find out what makes the business tick. How does it earn money? What does it spend the money on? And what's most meaningful to that business owner? What are they personally trying to accomplish with that business itself? And then outside of their presence, put together a plan on how you can help them achieve that goal. Now, of course, I favor tax planning. That just happens to be my area of expertise. So I'm going to look to the tax reduction side. You know, what can I free up? What opportunities haven't they taken advantage of? And I'm going to quantify that in dollars and cents. Now, unfortunately, that's a skill we don't learn in accounting school either. And so if you don't know how to do that, learn. Uh, There's classes that will teach you how to do this. And then approach, right? That's the proactive in this. The proactive is you don't wait to be asked. You proactively reach out, whether that's a phone call or an email to say, hey, client, we need to talk. I spent some time with your file and there's some things we really need to be talking about. I think I can free up another $15,000 this year for you. When can we sit down and talk about it? And that's what really shifts the conversation because it's new and different than what they've experienced before. Now, some accountants um, misunderstand what I'm saying when I say, call them up and talk about the results. They think, oh, I've done that before and it never works. They don't want to pay more. But there's a big difference between telling somebody, I can save you some money or I can save you some tax or you'll pay less tax and saying, I think I can get your tax bill down by about $45,000 to $60,000 this year. When can you come in? Guess who comes in mm-hmm. right away? Who never <laughs> seemed to have time in the past, right? Right. It, again, it's that specificity that creates this perception within the client. Whoa, I never heard that before. Let me listen to what this person has to tell me. And so whether that's a new prospective client contacting you or even your existing clients reaching out, And who doesn't want to get a call like that? My gosh, I would love it if my um, doctor called me and said, hey, Dominique, I spent some time with your file. You know, how's that diet going and staying away from those (laughs) cookies and and, uh, cake? You know, everybody wants to feel like someone's thinking about them. And so it's not a call that someone would be irritated about. And again, when you can demonstrate that this is something that they've never experienced before, now, psychologically, we set them up so that when we, tra- when we explain the pricing and the investment, they're prepared because they already recognize, they've experienced that, whoa, this is a different experience. Okay, I would already expect that there's a different uh, pricing model coming with that. Mm-hmm. And then, so if somebody did that to me, right? Like, so let's stay with your doctor example. And I would even, I would even, I was thinking about it a little bit different. Like, what if your doctor called and said, Hey, what if I told you that I could absolutely guarantee you lose 20 pounds in the next three weeks? Like, oh my, like say, to I'm, I'm going right? to go out and get a line of credit so I can do this, whatever the cost. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because you, you're coming at them with this just really uh, tactile thing, if you will. Um yeah. 
But so then, then it, like as a client, from a client's perspective, I would be thinking, well, where has this been? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you done this before? Yeah. And for a lot of accountants, that's a big fear. Uh, and so, uh, number one, it's a really common fear. So you're, that's you and, and you've had this thought cross your mind. Don't worry. You're not alone. Um, one thing I've noticed though, is that fear tends to be bigger in our own minds, partially because of how we're wired, you know, as accountants, we're numbers, people we're very analytical. So it's not unusual for us to hear something and then go, I'm calculating, oh man, that's 60,000 times the last five years. Wow, that's 300,000. Oh my gosh. But not everybody's brain works like that. And if you think about it, these folks come to us for the numbers. So don't assume that they're automatically having that same thought process going on. Um, Now, if they bring it up to you and they raise the issue, hey, how come this isn't something we've done before? I wouldn't be embarrassed at all to say, you know, I've noticed that things are really changing. Our tax code has gotten ridiculous in the last handful of years. It's been politicized like I've never seen before. And there's so many different opportunities that are available for my clients that I decided what I was doing before just isn't good enough anymore. I needed to go out and get educated on how to bring these advantages to my client. And so that's why I'm bringing this to you now. I want to make sure that you also get the benefit of playing just like the big guys do. And so I've taken this very intentional step to be able to get that level of education so that I can bring that to everyday business owners just like you. What a what a great conversation to be able to have with someone, right? Yeah. And and you have to go easier on yourself. I think as accountants, we're so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're so hard on ourselves. We kind of feel like we have to know the answer to every question. We have to memorize the tax code. Um, and, and really, I think we're holding ourselves up to this standard that's not really expected. Wouldn't be unusual, for example, to say, you know, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know exactly where I can go to get that information for you. Is that something to be embarrassed about? So we have to let ourselves off the hook if you didn't know this before. So I think that's part of the reason that people are nervous about bringing this to their clients for that reason is, wow, they're going to, they're going to be so upset with me because I didn't bring this to them before, but how could you have, if you didn't know this before, and this isn't a required uh, skill for the profession to enter, how could you possibly have known? Mm-hmm. You can't hold your, yourself responsible for things you don't know. I don't think anybody should uh, feel bad about it. I think it's the accountant's mindset that, and you've hit it right on the head. Accountants have to become more proactive in talking to the client. And it's about, and, and this is the mindset that's out in the world now. The, the world is changing. Technology is making it easier for accountants to take advantage of things they didn't know before. And now yes. we, should, we need to use our skills to be proactive in talking to our clients on how we can help them be more liquid, solvent, profitable. And the key is what you really said. And I say this all the time to people. You have to sit down with your client and ask them what they want to accomplish in life. You ask yes. enough questions, you get enough answers, and then you come up with the ideas of what they can invest in, what they should do to reduce their taxes. As, as an ex-IRS agent... Tax avoidance is legal. Tax Mm -hmm. evasion is not. And 
A good accountant knows the angle. You mean the other way around, David. <laughs> no, tax avoidance is good. Tax evasion is bad. That's right. That's true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, what, what a perfect place to bring this episode to a close. So, Dominique, before we finish out, if people want to learn more about you, learn from you, and learn about uh, AICTPA, where would you send them? I'd be more than happy to introduce you to resources that are free and complimentary, wherever we can help connect you. That's what we're here to do in the profession. Just go to certifiedtaxplanners.com. Beautiful. Thank you, Dominique. Really appreciate your insights today. Really appreciate you being here. Hopefully we get to hear from you again. Uh, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities where we will cross paths. And as always, David, great to have you. Uh, Thanks for the great questions. And uh, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to our next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on the show, visit intuitaccountants.com forward slash podcast. Account Trends is produced and edited by Luke Johnston. Copyright Intuit 2022.